Six sports minds playing with powerful toys. He's got some tools. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Back here on the Roar, 10.05 a.m. Get some Clemson football coming up shortly. Spring practice gets started tomorrow. Clemson baseball on the diamond today. Clemson basketball on the hardwood tonight. In fact, you want to go? We got some baseball tickets to give away right now. 654-7627-654 or two sets of two. So you get two, and we're going to get two winners. Deuce is wild here in this segment. So two callers get two tickets each. 654-ROAR for today's 4 p.m. game against USC Upstate. You want those? We'll hook you up. They're on us, and we'll send them to you, and you'll be able to go in plenty of uh, you'll have plenty of time to get the tickets. Uh, we'll send them to you, and you'll have an opportunity to go. So 654-ROAR, you want a couple tickets for tonight's game, or today's game, I should say. For baseball, these are Doug Kingsmore Stadium. Uh, these are for the USC Upstate game. We do have some other stuff we'll give away later on, but you want those right now. Six five four roar. You want to go to today's baseball game versus USC Upstate. Some sad news to pass along from yesterday. We're going to kind of recap some things that happened yesterday. But in the world of professional wrestling, uh, Ole Anderson passed away at the age of eighty one. Uh, Ole Anderson is a legend. He was the um, founding one of the founding members of the Four Horsemen. Uh, WCW had a lot to do with the rise of, of a lot of different wrestling organizations. Uh, but he's one that would be remembered for you know his time with Arn Anderson and uh, Ric Flair and those guys. It was just a you know just a different era. Of, of of that sport and people who grew up and, and lived some of that uh, know that just how special Ole Anderson was. In fact, one of the the best stories that came from his time in wrestling was back in 1976. He was coming out of the ring after a, uh, it was a tag team match. It was like a title match. And a fan stabbed him in the arm and the chest. And that occurred of course, in Greenville, South Carolina, where he had to, <laughs> he had to go to Green Memorial Hospital to get worked on, uh, so they could repair it. And then, of course, they they used that they they put him in a cast, and he he uh, he used that that cast to um, knock out Wahoo McDaniel <laughs> during a, during another match. So uh, Greenville legacy of wrestling uh, felt today. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's somebody's uncle or grandpa who, who stabbed. <laughs> it's past Ollie the statute Anderson. of limitation. Six five four roar. That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, uh, maybe back in nineteen seventy six. I was not alive to be there during that moment, but I'm sure it was a sure it was quite the scene over at the uh, the old auditorium. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming that's where it was. Uh, six five four roar. Still got another set of, of two baseball tickets. Six five four roar. 
You want to go to the game today? Texter said the fan was an old woman that stabbed him. Well, maybe your grandma or your great-grandma did it. Let us know. Call in. <laughs> You've still got the knife. She, believe, she believes wrestling's real. Do you still got the knife? Is it like hanging up? Like no, I is- believe that's in evidence, Brad. <laughs> it's probably been disposed of by now by the Greenville Police Department. Well, hopefully so. We think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some no, nah, somebody still has that out there. I, I have a feel. I know I know our listeners, John. Somebody can locate that knife at some point very soon. And maybe that was their grandma or great grandma who committed the crime. <laughs> Six five four roar. You just ruined somebody's day, John. I didn't know what wrestling is not real. Texture asks. Well, I mean, there's there's some kinds that are. Oh man, you're just you're just what next thing? No, never mind. I'm not, I'm not going to go there. You, you're going to spoil too many things for people. Well, I guess. That's what we're doing here. You already think Kyle Filipowski's not playing tomorrow night. And you agree with me. He's coming out in a full uh, cast, full body cast. Speaking of wrestling, wasn't there a time where, like, Kevin Nash rolled out and he's got, like, a leg in a cast and the blanket over and they're like, he can't walk and then he throws the blanket off and he stands up and he's completely healthy? That's what we're going to see tomorrow night at Cameron Indoor. I think he hit somebody with the uh, crutch or something, too. Maybe maybe Filipowski comes out of the tunnel and and with a chair. It takes his revenge for what happened at at, at Wake Forest on uh on the <laughs> Wow, Texter says wrestling is less fake than the college football playoff committee. Ow Not wrong. Just saying. Victor's up next, six five four roar, you wanna get in. Hey Victor, how you doing? Hey, I've got a uh, what I think is a pretty funny Story, pretty unique story on the uh, wrestling thing. Um, I used to teach a college ministry in a local church, and one of the guys in my class was a professional wrestler. And he was, um, his, his character was the Russian assassin number two. <laughs> and uh, so I asked him one time, I said, tell me about this. He said, well, he said, wrestling is not fake, but it is scripted. So he said, let me tell you, he said, when somebody's jumping on you, throwing you off the turnbuckle, he said, it hurts and it can, it can be, you know, it's, it's, it's an athletic thing. But he said, it is scripted and we know it's going to happen. So anyway, he was a villain and no one's supposed to like him, right? Well, <laughs> one night we have a babysitter come over from the neighborhood and I can't remember how it even came up, but she said, the Russian assassin. He's my favorite guy. Can I get his autograph? So sure enough, I get her his autograph, and I'm, I, my wife and I leave, and we're thinking, huh, this girl's favorite thing is WWE or whatever they called it back then, and the villain is her uh, hero. So, I, I, you know, we were a little wondering whether we had left uh, our daughter with the right person or not, but everything turned out fine. But I just thought it was great to actually have somebody that was um, – you know, really in the middle of it. I mean, he, he actually was the real guy. And so I've, I've never been a wrestling fan, but I did watch a few episodes of things because, um, you know, because we got to see him. And uh, I, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, I mean, it was a monster thing. You know, the old Greenville Memorial Auditorium, it was, a, it was a huge thing, huge thing. So anyway, I just thought that story was a unique one to fit into what you're, uh, what you're talking about now. 
Absolutely. Thank you, Victor. I appreciate you getting in today. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll talk later. Yep. Take care. Thank, thank you for the call. You know, there, I, I was playing a game over the weekend and and with some friends, and the and one of the questions was uh, had to do with would you rather go back in the in the in the past or go into the future if you had a time machine? And we all said past. I'm not kidding. I would go back to like the late '70s in Greenville to the auditorium, the old auditorium just to watch some of these guys come through. Could you imagine? Because that, that was a pretty pretty intimate environment Yeah, at the old auditorium. I don't, I don't know if you you ever got a chance to go there, but uh, I, I, I couldn't imagine being in the crowd when Ric Flair and Arn Anderson and Ollie Anderson came out. You know, Oh, like, it'd be, it would be electric. Ricky Steamboat. You know, like just be able to say you were there when it happened. And come, man, that would be... That'd be really cool. Uh, I would. I must say, I would like to go back in time if I could, and witness something like that. I mean, I, I grew up with it. You know, it was it was a big deal. Like it's, and it's not just a southern thing, but we this area was so tied to professional wrestling. I mean, they they all came through here all the time. You know, and there was there was a lot of Georgia, it was a Georgia sanctioned, you know, and in North Carolina sanctioned, and then they would roll through the state of uh, South Carolina. So that's kind of stuff hits home. That's a good story, Victor. I appreciate you uh, getting in. Thank you for the call today. Let's go to Tar Heel Chad. He's up next. Hey, Tar Heel Chad. I have more wrestling stories than any human alive that are good. I can't tell them on this on this deal. Um, oh. Now I, I play golf uh, also with Jim Crockett. Uh, oh, really? Nice. Grandson, grandson. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I, I could give some other good ones, but I would agree with you going back uh, in my the 80s, uh, early 80s, uh, with folks being chased around ballparks all over North Carolina and Virginia and South Carolina. Um, it was uh, quite quite to see. So I, one day I may have to go through and tell a few that I can tell without getting somebody, some people in trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check, so check the with them first. Piece. Check with them first, maybe, yeah. Well, I need to check with myself first because <laughs> my mouth gets me in trouble a lot. Um, so that that would be one thing. You know, the Filipowski stuff, the conference commissioners meet this morning. Am I correct with that? Yeah, I, b- I believe all, it's all, at some point today, yeah. And based off of what I heard last night, there's definitely going to be something done about it, what what it is. You know, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, if they're going to have, you know, vans and buses uh with shackles you know that outside of the arenas <laughs> if jay billis forward. has his way yes um did you hear what he said but i well yeah he did well he and then seth davis just took it and just absolutely just ran with it i mean just i mean i, I mean I, you know my dad used to tell me at the old big four tournament in greensboro especially in the later years when it got so bad before they canceled because of all the alcohol and fighting, that police used to hit people with, with clubs. I mean, it was a common thing because it was so crazy back then. I mean, the Big Four was like, the, it was, I mean, people don't realize, talking about wrestling, the Big Four tournament was, or they had it there, was insane. They had to cancel it because of all the, you know, drugs, fighting, alcohol. Um so I don't know if that's what Jay Billis wants that either, but it made me, Walt brought up a point yesterday. I really thought about it, just about society as a whole and specifically on universities 
and just with protests and things like that in our normal everyday life, you know, the incident, it would, you know, it, anything could happen. You know what I mean? In other words, uh, you know, when someone runs on the floor in the middle of a game or in a stadium and has no clothes on, clothes on, <laughs> and we, they arrest them, right? And it just makes me think, you know, he had a guy, you know, a military uh, Air Force guy this, this past weekend set himself on fire. People will do anything this day. And I think he – I hadn't looked, thought about it from just purely that perspective and just – there's plenty of nuts to go around. And it's – you know, what was it, Monica Sellis 30 yeah, years ago stabbed, or 25 yeah. years ago was stabbed? I mean, I – there's bad things there. I just don't know what the true answer is. And, you know, it's easy to pile on Filipowski. I get it. I understand it. But it really wasn't his fault, per se. Now, how Duke has dramatized it, I, I get. I just – I think you, you really need to step back and have an open mind. Wouldn't you agree? Instead of having just high, hyperbolic takes everywhere without thinking about it rationally from all sides. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I don't know if the commissioners are going to approach it like that. You know, John and I were talking before the show, we decided whatever they do is going to be stupid. You know, we're, we're going to be like, that, that, that's ridiculous. You know, like whether, you know, whether they, they, what they do leads to the right decision. I just think their initial decision and what are they going to, whatever going to decide, we're, we're going to feel like it was, it was sort of, you know, pressured or, and maybe it ends up being the right call. I don't know, but. It just like there's more to this. I mean, there's there's David, so much politics to this too, you know. Like these, these this reactionary yeah, thing. I, Gary Parrish was actually, he actually said they should ban teams from playing in the tournament if it happens. Oh come on! Now that's boy, that's and harsh. I, I'm just like, yeah. That I mean, I think I'm just like, oh my gosh. So we got that uh, last night. My beloved Tar Heels. Um, <laughs> two things that concern me going in the tournament. One is, unlike Clemson, for the most part. Uh, and especially the last few weeks, we've really struggled in the last four minutes, and there's lots of reasons why. I mean, you're having double-digit leads. I just One thing I do not like about Hubert, and Krzyzewski used to do this, Roy Williams never did, is take the air out of the ball. You know, when you're up 15 with three minutes to go or whatever, you still need to play your offense and run versus going ISO and taking bad shots and, you know, turnovers, and the next thing you know, I mean, Miami makes, you know, 214 threes last night. It just, I worry about that side of things because to me, that's a real sign of a really good team is being able to close out. Now, we've closed out plenty, but we've struggled in the last few minutes. I mean, I, there's been numerous examples. So, you know, thank goodness for RJ's uh, 42 last night uh, because we needed every stinking one of them, which was crazy at home, but it is what it is. And, Look, at this time of year, like Clemson, who's Clemson play tonight? Pittsburgh. You got to play well every game because I think you, any at this point, everybody's in play. You know what I mean? You just you can't go out there and stink. You got to play. You got to play well the whole game and play hard. Uh, more importantly, so anyway, uh, you guys take care, and we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Take take care. Thank you, Tar Hill Chad. Appreciate you getting in today. Thank you for the call and your thoughts when we come back let's talk about that north carolina game and then what's on the horizon for some of the uh, decisions that are going to be made for stort oh, stort corming St- court storming there, there it is go. six five four one more to come after this 
Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super-fast approvals. Low-down payments make life simple, and there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our FAST app online at AutoWorksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3 row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. Are you approaching retirement? Are you concerned about your 401k? How would you like to add 15 to 40% into your retirement account immediately? Folks, let me show you how to create an inflation-friendly, increasing income, guarantee income that you and your spouse will not outlive. All you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-440-0434 or go to mymoneyissafe.com or you can call at 864-989-0176. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. They're a clean-cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. Ben here for EC Sports, and I'm thrilled to present Brain Boost Plus 2X Potency, an upgraded version of their best-selling Brain Boost. Loaded with double the nootropics, this formula is tailored to elevate your focus and performance to unparalleled heights, offering instant clean energy, intense focus and clarity, a positive mood boost, and memory enhancement. Plus, their delicious and refreshing cherry lime flavor is one you'll look forward to. Experience sustained clean energy and laser-sharp focus all day. Feel the difference. Visit Upstate muscle.com today. I'm Eddie Bennett. Bennett Equipment is your premier independent local construction equipment rental and sales source. With three locations in the upstate and one in North Georgia, our Takeuchi lineup of track loaders, excavators, and wheel loaders, and full line of attachments are ready to make your jobs easy. So don't settle for less. Choose the best with Bennett and Takeuchi. Proudly supplying equipment in our region for 24 years. When you need equipment in the upstate or North Georgia, Buy it or rent it from Bennett. Craving a late night bite after the game? Order on the Wendy's app. Stuck at work? Forgot your lunch at home? Order on the Wendy's app. No time to cook before taking the kids to soccer practice? Order on the Wendy's app. You catching my drift here? It's never been easier to get fresh food fast. Download the Wendy's app today to experience just how simple it really is. Join the rewards program and start earning points. New offers are added all the time. So what are you waiting for? Order on the app and visit your local Wendy's today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 120,000 miles of night drives, daily commutes, and who knows how many. Are we there yet? Through countless fixes, elbow grease, and a new radiator, you kept your ride alive. With eBay Motors, you have over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
I'm Rick Davis with the Davis Law Group. I'm a proud Clemson alumni from the class of 1981. When folks come to see us, they've generally got a problem of some sort. And we start out by listening. That's what makes the Davis Law Group different. Whether it be a work-related injury, a problem dealing with an insurance company, or a family law issue, you are going to end up having to deal with the judicial system. And it is a journey. So what we try to do is help you find a path forward through that system in a way that you will have a fair result. Contact us today at davis.law. We'll be glad to help. I feel occasional burning and stabbing in my hands as I age. I sometimes feel numbness and tingling in my feet as I get older. It's starting to get in the way of doing what I love. At Nervive, we hear you and we can help. Nervive's clinically studied dose of alpha-lipoic acid reduces occasional nerve discomfort in as little as seven days with continued daily use. Now that I know, I'm taking control. Try Nervive Nerve Relief and say yes to healthy nerves. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the Upcountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar. Knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more and this becomes figure skater. We are The Roar. Fort Hill Natural Gas has been serving Pickens, Oconee, and Northern Anderson counties since 1952. It's a very cost-efficient way to fuel your home or your business with natural gas. And you can find even more incredible savings over at FHNGA.com. Say goodbye to the seasonal worries and embrace year-round savings by adding gas appliances with cash rebates to your home. Also, you call the office and you can find out how you may qualify for the residential volume user rate, which will put even more value in your energy savings. So again, start with their website to learn more about their rebate program over at FHNGA.com. You've been thinking about signing up for natural gas. Get in touch with Fort Hill today. They have two offices, one in Seneca, one in Easley. But you'll learn a lot about what they do and how they can help you and what the money and the energy costs you can save over at FHNGA.com. Last night in the ACC, North Carolina, 75, Miami, 71. Definitely an eyebrow raiser when you just look at the score. And then you click on the box score, and it got even weirder. Um, I I, saw, I watched some of this game, and I, I saw... So R.J. Davis going off in the first half. I think he had, what, 21 at halftime. And I said, okay, he's North Carolina's going to roll. And they got a little dicey there, so I had to pay attention to the end. He ends up with 42 points to lead the Tar Heels and I think to wrap up Player of the Year honors in the ACC. Yeah, I think that's, that's signed, sealed, delivered to R.J. Davis. Nobody else scored in double figures for the Hills last night. How shocking is that? Uh, Ingram goes for eight. Cormac Ryan really struggled from the field. Three of 13, just one from behind the arc in nine attempts, seven points. 
they got, I mean, they got a whopping um, five points from Armando Baycott. He only shot the ball four times in this game. Well, because Cormac Ryan and R.J. Davis were just chucking up everything. They were taking a lot of shots. Davis was high volume getting 42, uh, 22 shots total. Seven from 11 from the three-point line. Uh, Star Hill Chad said they needed every They did. They needed every one of them. They had to have it. He willed them to victory. You know, I think I think Norchad Omie, the, the big man for Miami, I don't know what it is because I don't I don't think he's I mean he's good, but he doesn't like completely change the game. But for some reason he just he sort of takes your big man and forces them to play a little bit different game than they're comfortable playing. I don't I don't know what it is. I can't quite put my finger on it, but I just feel like I've seen him have this effect. I mean, Baycott just was not part of the offense. He was really good on the boards, grabbed twelve of them. And did foul out of the game, so he was in foul trouble for a lot of the night. That's what I'm saying. Like, Norchad just sort of makes you play a different kind of game down low. I don't know why that is. <laughs> I haven't quite quite figured it out. But I, I've seen a trend with that uh, in, in ACC play. And then, you know, they got 21 from Joseph, uh, 14 from George. Cleveland was in double figures. And they lost, John. I mean, that's the thing. Miami probably played their best game in weeks and they lost by four. That was definitely their best game in weeks, and I think part of the problem is you got two points off the bench. Yeah, that didn't help. They, well, they, they're they never deep. Larry Nega's not a coach who goes deep down his bench anymore. I know, but, I mean, you got Robinson out there playing 16 minutes, and it gets you a couple rebounds, and yeah. you know, but, Just a but weird you're right. Game. It was Miami's best effort in, in weeks. And it amounted to a four-point loss in Chapel Hill on a night where everybody was off except... R.J. Davis, who lit it up. Baylor knocked off TCU 62-54. to A good win for for Baylor on the road. Um, have you watched him play much this year? Not a ton. That Walter guy for them, he's going to be a pretty high draft pick, probably, probably pretty close to a lottery pick this year or next year. Well, this year, yeah. Um, he is extremely athletic <laughs> and can really get any shot on the court that he wants. He's really fun to watch. So if you get a chance, um, check out Baylor uh, and, and what he does. Those were the only two top 25 games on a kind of a slow college basketball Monday night. But I was I was shocked at sort of how North Carolina had to had to gut that one out. You know, Tario Chad brought up a good point about taking the the air out of the ball. I I don't know if I'm just noticing this more or and it's been like this for a while, or it's just all of a sudden starting to happen. But late game situations, I just, I think coaches are, even if they're, like, I've seen teams that are trailing late in games just completely botch what they're doing. Like, like he was saying, they, they quit running their offense. You know, everybody just tries to go straight ISO ball. If, if you're trying to run the clock out, you are, you know, dribbling, just dribbling, just dribbling, just dribbling. And then you wait till it gets to about nine seconds, and then you end up basically just one guy taking on another guy, man, you know, man to man, one on one. And if you can beat him off the dribble and get to the basket, great. If not, he's going to take a bad shot, and you're going to end up, you know, probably nine times out of ten missing that shot. And then I've noticed some teams when they when they're down five or six points, they're just passing and dribbling, passing and dribbling, passing and dribbling. It's like you're not even running a real offense; you're just kind of running in circles, chasing your tail. I just, that's that's something to watch, I think, as we go into the postseason next month. 
uh, just kind of how these teams are handling some of these late game situations. But you you give you invite teams to to be aggressive when you play either one of those two styles, whether you're up or the same style basically, whether you're up or down. You're inviting the team to the other team to be aggressive. I, I, Baylor did it at times last night. Another game I was watching, a team did that. They said, "Okay, you're going to try to take the air out of the ball. We're just going to take it and go. Like even though we're up a couple points, we're not going to play slow ball, and we're going to put more pressure on you because we're going to go score on the other end and make it a seven point game and an eight point game. Something to keep an eye on as we uh, head into the month of March very soon." Brad, I want you to do your daily attempt at explaining the net rankings to me. All right. Uh, Texter gets in on the Emsco Roofing text line. TCU dropped from 30 to 37 in the net rankings by losing to 15th-ranked Baylor. Seems like an excessive penalty to losing to a very good team. It is harsh, but my guess is because of their quad one record. This was their eighth quad one loss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that's a lot of quad one game. I played 11 of them. Um, Florida has eight quad one losses. I'm seeing who ahead of them even comes close to that. Wisconsin has six. Kentucky has six. San Diego State has seven. Baylor has seven. Uh, Alabama has seven quad one losses. Uh, so they're, they're kind of in a rare, rare spot. They... I guess they got margined on. I guess maybe the 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 way the net formula was designed, they were supposed to either win the game or lose by one or two, and they lost by eight. And really, it, they're lucky it was eight. I mean, really, it was they they should have gotten blown out by sixteen, seventeen. They were down by that in the second half. They were down seventeen a couple of times. They really were not in the game. So I don't know. I I guess they probably got margined from that standpoint. Okay. But but also, I mean, three and eight in quad one is gross. But you get credit for just participating in quad one games. Don't you? Typically, but I think... See, here's here's my theory, though. At some point, that starts to shift. As we get later into the season... No, I'm being, I'm being yeah, serious. No, I, just, it's, I laugh at just the, the whole thing of it all. like The whole net rankings of it. But once you build up a certain amount of games and you have a, a, a larger sample size and a larger resume, then I think some of those things actually hurt you. I think it comes full circle. It's like you, you want to play as many big games as you can. It will help you stay higher. But when you start to – someone, when you lose them, it is going to drop you because you're, you're, you're looking at a three and eight quad one record. How can you be good? How can you be considered highly ranked at three and eight quad one? It's hard, right? I also don't know what else we, – we just don't know what all the, the net is, is using. Because if you're just solely going on that, I mean Alabama's four and seven in, in quad one games. John, they're top five. You know, I make that make that make sense. I can't. Um they're sixth. I'm sorry, they're sixth. At four and seven in quad one, they're sixth. And then TCU's three and eight. That's only one game different. And they're thirty seventh. Yeah, they're separated by almost thirty spots. I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah, pretty pretty bad attempt uh, on my part to try to explain that. But I appreciate the attempt nonetheless. Yeah, I guess. Uh, try to do what I can there. Uh, TCU's the team that, you know, Brownell called out for gaming the system. That also may be starting to come back to bite them. Again, I, I think I think as you, you go through the season, some of the things you 
aim to do using the net to try to help you. If you don't simply win games, it will catch up to you eventually. I wonder if the Big 12 is going to, because I, I feel like nationally people have kind of caught on to their scheduling. That Kansas was the only school in that league to really aggressively schedule anything at all in the non-con. I wonder if the Big 12 will kind of start to change their tune a little bit. We won't know that until we see the committee's field of 68 and if they are penalized for it. Meaning not not just bubble teams being left out. I mean like do you do you think you were did you have a high enough net to be a 5 seed but you're actually a 7 or you're in the 8-9 game? Then the seed lines will tell us how much the committee really weighed that. Or did they just look at, you know, just the, the eating of each other, you know, just the cannibalism. The meat grinder. Yeah, the meat grinder. I mean, seriously, that's that's what that's what's going to tell us that to a certain degree. If, they, if the Big 12 is whining and crying about their seed lines and how many teams they got in, then we, then we can have it. But they're going to get a ton of teams in because they're so high in the net. I mean, Oklahoma, top 40, Texas, top 40, you know, like, we just mentioned TCU, Texas Tech. God, they're everywhere, John. There's Big 12 all over the place in this thing. And then you got Kansas, BYU, and Baylor all in a row from 14 to or 15 to uh, 13. Baylor jumped up three spots with that win against TCU. So that that's wild too, isn't it? One team loses and drops seven. But you win and you jump three. Yeah, like you jump three because you beat the thirty seventh team now. See, but not. Make but you're getting sense. credit for beating the thirtieth ranked team, not the thirty seventh ranked team. But when you, but when we look at it, we go, "Yeah, Baylor beat the thirty seventh team last night, right?" Because that's yeah. how we're looking at it post adjustment. I know it makes it, it's ridiculous. That we're still doing this. It's ridiculous that we have to do this. Yeah. It it actually really is. Um, but that being said, the Big 12 will be a great case study this year. And to answer your question, I am fascinated by what the committee does uh, with them. Coming up tonight, Tigers take on Pittsburgh in a game where must win is not, not how I would describe it. Uh, it's very helpful to win just because, you know, Clemson has that odd home record I mean you you go through this all these teams you're not going to find many teams that have uh four home losses Michigan State who's right behind Clemson has four Kentucky has four that's it that's in front of them that's in the top 25 only three teams have four home losses in the net rankings top 25 Clemson one of them so they'll try to turn that around we'll talk more about that game we got some college football to get to and some NFL in hour three. Don't go anywhere more to come after this. Hey, guys. Did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semaglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. LowCountryMail.com
At Carter Color Company in Clemson, you can get the Benjamin Moore paint that you need to finish any project that you're working on. If it's interior paint you're looking for, we have a great selection of colors and finishes that will complement any room in your home or business. Our Element Guard exterior paint provides protection against wind-driven rain, excessive humidity, and other harsh weather conditions, and with three finishes to choose from. Your home will stand out among the rest. Come see us at 1067 Tiger Boulevard, Clemson, or the web at cartercolor.com. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph A's Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here, letting you know if you want to stay on time during the regular and postseason, Ralph A's Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph A's Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph A's Toyota. I'm Brandon Davis, owner of BCD Services in Pelzer. Do high energy bills have you thinking of replacing your old HVAC system? If your heating system is constantly requiring service, or if it's over 17 years old, you're probably thinking about replacement. This puts you in the position of deciding who you can trust with this important investment. Call the pros at BCD Services for a free estimate and breakdown of our install process, payment options, and performance guarantee. Schedule an estimate today, 864-940-4804. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds, and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now, with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Hey foodies, we want to talk to you about the Upstate's favorite taco spot, Willie Taco, with five locations across the Upstate, serving up fresh taco fusion for a solid decade now. Award-winning tacos are not all we do. We also offer healthy bowls, delicious salads, crispy quesadillas, and shareables like brisket egg rolls, street corn fritters, and fresh guacamole. The owners, all Upstate dudes, enjoy humbly working alongside the 400 men and women we proudly employ. Don't wait. Your Willie Taco familia is ready to serve you up our twist on funky fresh fusion. It's the Willie way. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. The Dream Center is more than a building. They serve those in need with a hand up instead of a hand out by empowering them to grow toward becoming healthy and self-sufficient through life skill classes, job training, mentorship, and a housing program called the Opportunity Village. Want to get involved? It's easy. Sign up to attend a volunteer orientation, learn how you can serve with your school group, corporation, or individually. The Dream Center, where they encourage, educate, and empower. Learn more today at dreamcenterpc.org. 
Hey, it's Boost Mobile here with a great deal to keep you connected and help you make the most of your tax refund. When you switch to Boost, you get four lines for 100 bucks, plus four free 5G smartphones, like the Samsung Galaxy A15 or the Moto G Stylus 5G. We're here to bring you the best phones on America's largest 5G networks, so you can get after it. Switching is easy. Just head to your local Boost Mobile store for four lines and four phones for $100. Visit BoostMobile.com for details. New customers only. Requires auto pay and ID verification. Other restrictions apply. See participating dealers for details. Your home for Clemson women's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Here live on the Roars, press box with Brad and John. Clemson takes on Pitt on the hardwood tonight. Coming up at 7 p.m. You want to go? You might want to go? I'm not asking you to fight, John. I'm just asking. No, no. (laughs) Take it outside? (laughs) You want to go? No. Do you want to go to the game tonight, folks? I got four tickets that John is ready to give you. 654-ROAR. Four tickets tonight to see Clemson and Pitt on the hardwood. I told you, the time is running out. If you want to go see P.J. Hall and Joe Girard, now's your chance. 654-ROAR. Four seats. We'll send them to you. We need your name and your email, and we'll send them to you, and you'll have them in plenty of time to make the game tonight. It's going to be a big one. going to be a big one. And uh, phone lines are lit up. I uh, knew that would be uh, that'd be a big one. So good luck to you. Enjoy the game tonight. If you can't go, um, or if you can't get them through us, probably can still get tickets. Go to ClemsonTigers.com. Uh, man, it was a packed house when I was there for the NC State game the other weekend. That was just that was an atmosphere to be in, and I got a feeling it's going to be pretty wild uh, tonight, even for a Tuesday. Over at Little John Coliseum uh, when the Tigers take on the Pitt Panthers. You know, they these two teams met up back in early December. I think it was like December the 3rd. This was the second game in that leg of five straight that Clemson played. Very difficult opponents. Uh, they won 79-70 to on the road. They led 37-26 to at halftime. And just kind of controlled the game. You know, this was when Pitt was really trying to find itself. Pitt came into this season, I think, with as high expectations as, as they possibly could have in terms of their of what they wanted this season to be. Uh with Blake Henson and the the two twins and just just a lot of pressure, I think, on uh Jeff Capel to lead this team to an NCAA tournament. And it just has not really gone their way. They were 5-3 and three when these two teams played. By the way, the tickets are now gone. So thank you for uh, getting in and trying to win those. Sorry about that. Somebody already got them. Good news is we got baseball tickets still to give away later on. So stay tuned for that. We're not done giving away tickets here. Yeah, we're baseball. Basketball, that's all we got. Uh, this pit team, though, as I mentioned earlier, since... The calendar turned to February. They've lost one time. Playing a lot better ball. 
Now, there's some desperation, right? They're they're way on the outside looking in. I think that's what they're forty seventh in the in the net. So they're they've actually made up a lot of ground. I think they were in the sixties at one time. They moved up probably close to twenty spots over the last month. They're going to be hungry for this one. Texter said this is a must win for Pitt. It, it, it very well might be. Um, you look at their. I was going to look at to see. Do you remember who they're playing after this, John? We went through their schedule yesterday, and I don't remember exactly what it was. Do you? Uh, give me one moment. I'll have that pulled up. I'm just uh, thinking. Pitt will be playing, of course, the hamsters. Let me pass it up. Uh, Boston College at BC, and then they finish with two home games, Florida State and NC State. So this is their last quad one opportunity. Correct, yes. This is a must win for Pitt. I I think that would be, I think it's accurate to say they are three and five in quad one. Three and six in quad one would not be a great way to end the year. Unless you're in the Big 12. <laughs> Fair. Uh, two and two in quad two right now. That's not a lot of quad two games. And then six and two in quad three, seven and in quad four. Feel like a must win for Pitt? It does, yeah. This I, is their last big opportunity. That's a, yeah. I don't think it's as much about like avenging the loss from December from a Pitt standpoint as it is this is our last big resume building opportunity. This is a must win for them. They're they're going to treat this like a like a tournament kind of game. Now they've got the ACC tournament, but to get where they need to get where they need to be in position to try to make the tournament, I think this is as big a game as it gets. So you'll get Pitt's best effort tonight for the Tigers. And you have to anticipate that. But this, again, Clemson has owned Pitt. Won 10 in a row against them. Covered in every single one of those games. Has dominated this program. I don't know why. I don't know that there's a like a reoccurring theme here. Do you think there's something? Because each, each season is so different in college yeah. basketball nowadays. I just think it's a fun trend. And one that I'd like to keep going. And yeah, I think that that's, <laughs> that's sort of the plan right now. For the Clemson Tigers. Uh, offensively, Pitt's um, not great. 75.1 points per game. I feel like with this team, if you can if you can limit Henson, that they don't really have a lot of second and third options there. Like, he is kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah, that that's, that's relatively fair. Uh, it's not that somebody else can't get going, but... To your point, if if Henson isn't really leading the charge, it makes it difficult for them to to really do a whole lot. Uh, he had twenty two, by the way, last time out, and nobody he got they got eighteen from low, and that that was pretty much it. Like that was their their entire offense. Um, they don't have any injuries. It looks like right now, so there's nothing there for for Pitt to be concerned about. But they've they've got to have this game tonight. What's gonna be the key for the Tigers. What do you want to see from Clemson's angle to make sure they come out victorious at home? I would like to see, and not it wasn't all like his fault necessarily. I want to see a bounce back performance from PJ Hall tonight. Uh, he was kind of in. We talked about it a lot yesterday, but the fouls coming early in both halves, so he was not really given a lot of opportunities to get into a rhythm in that game against Florida State Saturday night. I would like to see him kind of get back 
get back in rhythm. The reason I ask you, one, because I like to get your opinion on that, but two, you've been nailing that lately. You know, like a couple games ago. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but. A <laughs> couple games ago, I asked you about that, and you said Joe Girard, and he might have hit like five or six threes that game. And then last game, it was uh, in Shefflin, and he's to carry the load offensively, and he did. You know, he had a huge offensive game. So you've been you've been crushing that as of late. So you think it's time for P.J. Hall to get back to being P.J. Hall yes. offensively? Or just overall. Okay. Just overall. Yeah, just I think he's going to have a I think he's gonna have a big performance tonight in Little John Coliseum. Pitt, 6-3 and three on, in true road games this year. So they, they've played fairly well on the road. Um, definitely. Yeah, that's you know, where they were able to beat Virginia. They beat Duke on the road. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've had some uh, some good road wins on the season. I agree with Matt Conley who we had on an hour ago when he said Chase Hunter has really been a key to what Clemson's been doing lately. I, I don't know what it is. His his aggressiveness has opened up better looks for him outside. Joe Girard hitting shots has opened up looks for for Chase Hunter. I Absolutely. Think I, that's probably the biggest catalyst because when, when Joe wasn't hitting – you know, it, it felt like, well, then nobody's really going to hit, and then the defenses could sort of defend, I think, Chase Hunter a different way. And now that Gerard's found that stroke again, that's opened the game up. That's opened up the court, and that's opened up three-point looks. I've, it, I've like Hunter's been open more times in the last three games than he was in, in the previous 13. And not only that, I think it's be, the way the spacing has gone, it's given him much clearer lanes to the basket than he was getting in January, to your point when Joe Girard was going through a bit of that shooting slump. Yep. Uh, he was forced to play a little too much ISO, and now he's just getting better looks and getting the ball in better places. I, I think Chase Hunter has been huge over the course of the last few games. I, I think it's his true play as a point guard that has done it for me as the ability to lead the team up the court to drive the basket and then dish it out to somebody outside I think his I mean he's been a, a very good guard at Clemson for several years but he's been a two that's having to who has transitioned into being a point guard over the last couple of seasons I think we have seen him really take that next step as a point guard the last uh last few games and I think it's important to note that PJ Hall can be more involved in the offense moving forward and, and it not take away from what those two guys we just mentioned are doing. You know, it's not going to take away from Hunter and, and Gerard. It should enhance them even more. But Gerard's the right now he is the straw. He it just feels like when he's on, it just it changes everything a defense wants to do. Everything. And his his ability to hit extended three point shots from far out that extends the defense so much more. It creates those open lanes. It creates passing lanes to get P.J. Hall and Shefflin the ball. And then I think you just don't have to worry about in Shefflin. He's going to find a way to get his offense. Do you think he's going to – you know, he's he not taking very many three-pointers until the, the, the previous game. He had a couple there. Do you think he's going to continue that, maybe taking some of those looks if they're there? Because, again – Defenses ha are giving away something on the court almost every possession right now to Clemson. Yeah, I think that Ian Shefflin will continue. If he's getting good looks, he's going to take the shot, absolutely. And I think the more that he's done that over the course of the season, the confidence has grown with everybody around him to take those shots. Georgia Tech and Florida State especially just felt like they, they picked their poison and what they wanted to try to take away. And I, I think defenses and, and opponents have very much focused on P.J. Hall too. The double teams have come a little quicker on him than they did 
you know, are earlier in the season and teams are adjusting some things they're doing. But as long as those shots are falling from the outside, as long as Chase Hunter's getting to the basket or knocking down an open three or Gerard is doing what Gerard's doing, you are you are picking what you want to try to take away. I mean, you really are. And, and Clemson is talented enough to make you pay for that. They're going to find the right person to get the ball to at the right time. They're, they're very well, they're, they're more than good enough to do that. And I, I think that's just been the key is that Teams are really focusing on PJ, and it's just opening up some things. And Gerard's hitting those deep threes. It's opening up some lanes. John, how many times it look like no one on the on the planet is even getting a body on Ian Shefflin for a rebound? Ever? Oh yeah. I mean, he's he just he roams free out there. That's a good point. Because they're they're scrambling. They're 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 having to commit to Gerard and PJ and Hunter. And and Shefflin's so smart. He's got such a good basketball IQ. He doesn't stay still. Doesn't stay in one spot. Watch him. A lot of his rebounds come from him not not standing underneath the basket just waiting on the ball. He'll come from different angles of the court. He might be the top of the key and crash. He might be on the baseline and come around everybody. He does different things. He's got a real skill for this. He Uh, really does. He's done a really good job. Of not just like I'm gonna settle in because I, I remember I was I can't remember what game it was I, I think it was North Carolina game and they were I think it was Jay Williams who was on the call and he was getting all over Baycott he's like how do you not find in Shefflin how do you not body him up is before the ball even gets shot you're just standing there waiting on the ball it's because in Shefflin doesn't stand there and wait on the ball and he's constantly moving watch him tonight do that. I just think of like being a kid and playing basketball and like the instruction you would get is after you shoot, you know, crash the glass, run to the glass. And he seems like someone who actually listened to that and has made that a part of his game. Over the years, you're, I remember that. I think it was a North Carolina game where Jay Williams is like calling out Baycott. Like, what in the world are you doing? Why are you just giving, why are you being stationary? Yeah. I think it's going to be very important uh, for Clemson to continue doing what they've done uh, from that standpoint. And look, those shots falling in changes everything. And may, maybe it was simple as that. You know, Clemson just shots didn't fall during some of those stretches in January and early February. They're falling now. And they're sort of getting by with PJ Hall not being at his, you know, his elite level that he had been playing at a few weeks ago. So I, I think Clemson's in good shape to keep that winning going, keep the momentum going. The Tigers have won, what is it? Five out of the last six games now. Uh, yeah, five out of the last six. An opportunity, I think, to make that another victory tonight. Do you think Clemson gets the dub tonight? Uh, I do, yes. Man, the, 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 the only thing is the motivator here for Pitt. That's my only reservation. Seven and a half is a lot of points, by the way. So the odds makers think Clemson's got this. Not not like it's in the bag where they don't have to show up. But sure, I'm just yeah. Saying, the odds makers aren't. They have to, they're factoring and baking in Pitt's urgency into the line and they still think Clemson's seven and a half points better and Clemson played with their food a little bit with Florida State there's no question they did could have could have routed Florida State probably with you know a little bit better effort at times in the second half but I think that some of this is also the dominance that Clemson has had over Pitt it's a hard it's a hard game to line if you're an odds maker because of some of the various factors but the history of Clemson versus Pitt it's hard to ignore. Tigers own them. Six five four. When we come back, hour three kicks off. We'll get into some college football and some NFL after this. 
WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560.